For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It's time to awaken an entire nation. I'll be a dog till I die. Between the hedges, look it fly. 90,000 in the stands, I'm going to do my dance, make it look fine. Coach, put me in the game. UGA, yeah, the name. Yeah, the offense going to turn up, but the defense going to win us the game. Here's your host, Corey Burton. All right, welcome in. It is a Friday here on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. It's a bye week Friday, which means it's very relaxed. Uh, joining me, uh, I'm Corey Burton. I'm your host. Joining me, as always, uh, a man that is uh, looking to start a winning streak tonight. It's Israel Troop. Israel, what's up, man? What's going on? Yes, after playing a lot last week, it's time for the Valiants to get back on track this week. Um, so we're looking forward to a great game tonight. It's homecoming. Um, so we got to get the distractions out the way. But I think our kids are ready to go. And hopefully, since we're playing somebody finally our size, you know, we can get back on that winning track. So what does homecoming look like in, in the COVID era down there in Valdosta? Well, it's still the same. Um, our administration has done a great job of trying to keep some normalcy um, with everything going on. Um, we still have Spirit Week. Um, we still do everything that we can. Uh, we actually had a pet rally today. It was outside. Everybody was social distance. Everybody had their mask on. So shout out to our administration for doing such a great job of trying to keep it as normal as possible, especially during uh, this time of COVID and um, trying to keep everybody safe at the same time. So um, it's pretty much, it's, it's been pretty normal. Uh, we had a great week of practice and I think our kids are ready. Um, that we've been battle tested. We, we finally gotten over that, that hump right now. So, um, we're finally facing people our same size. Every school that we play so far has been way bigger than us. I mean, so our kids are excited and it's homecoming. So it's going to be a little bit, a little bit amped up, but I think we'll come out with a victory tonight. Well, there you go. I hope you, uh, hope you get after it. Hope that game plan works. I know you guys have been, you know, working hard and had a little hard luck, uh, uh you know, between COVID and then, you know, running up against, uh, Goliath without your slingshot. So, um, Yes. You know, maybe things will go a little bit better for you. We uh, we're on a bit of a winning streak. We we've run three in a row um, since we started. Uh, we've scored a lot of points. Uh, we welcome in the Hillsboro Burrows. I think we're technically since they don't have a stadium, we are the road home team. Oh, so nice. let that let that okay. let that soak in. Those, so senior <laughs> night, uh, we're the we're the we're the away home team, uh, and uh, it's a good matchup. I think if we if we win our next two. If we finish out, uh, if we finish out five and zero, which means we'll go four and zero plus that that random game that we can't make up in the region mm-hmm. that doesn't really count as a loss, but like if there was a tiebreaker, 
we wouldn't get the credit for a win. Uh, the other team would, would actually get that um, since we had to plead no contest. But if we win and get some help, there's a chance that we could go region champs after not qualifying for the playoffs last year. So that would be quite quite the swing. But, but Israel, we're rolling, man. And uh, I feel get like we got going. a great game plan. Um, I won't reveal that game plan since uh, you know, see if uh, any of these people are listening. But uh, an interesting fact, Israel, is I'm going to see Zach Mettenberger tonight. He is the offensive coordinator at Hillsborough High School. So I just learned that. Get it going. Yeah, so um, that'll be fun. And we'll talk some smack to him, see if he remembers who I am. But um, <laughs> So that, that'll be uh, – That'll be that'll be fun. We've watched his offense. They they've got some things rolling. They've got a good quarterback. We've got a good quarterback. It'll be a good duel. So um, hopefully we come out on top. It'll be the first time we've beat Hillsborough, and ooh, uh, I don't even know. Um, definitely definitely longer than six years. Because um, I've been. Luck. I mean, and it's been great seeing all these Georgia guys. You know, doing great things. You know, I'm here. Um, I'm an offensive coordinator. I, Zach's an offensive coordinator. You know, Damian Gary, Zach Clark, uh, Central, mm-hmm. um, with Coach with Coach Perno. You know, so a lot of guys are doing some great things. Terrence Edwards is at Pace Academy. I mean, yeah, Terrence Edwards at Pace Academy doing great things. And he still has his um, his receiver academy going on. So a lot of Georgia dogs are doing some great things with the youth. Um, yeah, that, absolutely. That's, that's awesome. I love to see it. And there's a lot of Georgia dogs doing great things just in general. I mean. You know Thomas Brown is, uh, you know he's in the NFL uh, as a coach with uh, Sean McVay. He's he's locked in with a great organization. You have you know Coach Bobo and uh, B Mac at uh, South Carolina. Of course, Coach uh, Muschamp is also. You kind of forget that he's a dog, but um, you know just just a lot of guys doing a lot of different things, and you know, um, so it, it's it's good to see. And so uh, you know all all of our. Uh, coaching dogs that are uh, playing tonight so best of luck if you're listening to this Jay Rome uh, best of luck at Valdosta uh, tonight and uh, so let's uh, hopefully uh, hopefully we can all get wins except for maybe Zach I don't want him to win tonight maybe just win every other game just not tonight so yeah (laughs) exactly Um, but uh, so the show is brought to you by betonline.ag the NFL season's in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick some. Uh, we're gonna pick the only four SEC games that are happening this week, but some other some other notable games uh, that are that's on the docket uh, for uh, for the weekend. Big Ten action kicks off. Are you excited about the Big Ten? Uh, Wisconsin kicks off tonight. Probably won't get a chance to pick that or bet against it, but. Uh, they 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 kick off against Illinois. They are twenty point favorites there. Uh, Clemson Syracuse. How about this line? Clemson is favored by forty six, and I, I think I might I take it. I think after what they did to, to now, wait a minute. I got I got to do my research first. It might be what time do they play tomorrow? They play at uh, noon. Oh, they play at noon. So I got I got time to get my bearings right before I pick that one, but. I got to do some research on Syracuse, but in the world I mean, the way they're playing right terrible. now, <laughs> they, they, they got thumped by Liberty. Oh man, Liberty Liberty's great. You know, Liberty has Auburn's um, old quarterback. <laughs> yeah, they Malik. Did. What's Malik's last? Uh, I played it. I, I played against him when I was at Colquitt, and he was at Roswell uh, with Coach John Ford and that team. That team was awesome. Yeah, that team was a great team. So um, Malik's doing great things over there at Liberty, and 
you know, I bet Auburn wish they had him, him back, but that's a different story. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so do your research there. Uh, a couple other notable lines. Uh, you know, uh, Ohio State kicks off the season against Nebraska. Uh, the the battle of the Sunflower State, Kansas State hosting the Jayhawks. Uh, that's a they're nineteen and a half point favorites. KSU is the over under is only at forty eight and a half, so not much, not many mm-hmm. points are going to be scored there. Um, the battle of the research triangle, uh, NC State versus uh, North Carolina um, in Chapel Hill. Carolina's favored by 15 and a half, so another interesting line there. Uh, Bama, yeah, Tennessee, we'll get to game. that. Mm-hmm. It will be. It will be a very, very good game. Um, Notre Dame-Pitt. Uh, Notre Dame's favored by 10. Pitt coming off a big loss against Miami, looking to bounce back against Notre Dame. That'll be an interesting uh, contest. And then Iowa State-Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, 3-0, and 2-0 uh, in the Big 12. Iowa State, again, 3-1. and Their only loss to the Raging Cajuns. They seem to uh, right the ship. Uh, since then, uh, Oak State's only three and a half point favorites in that. Any matchups stand out to you there? Or Penn State, Indiana, mm-hmm. also uh, Penn State's only six point favorites in that one. I'm interested to see. Uh, Pitt was rolling um, for a while, um, but um, their their offense did look very good against Miami. I don't know if it was Miami's defense or Pitt's offense. I'm interested to see how they bounce back this week. I loved that game last night with Arkansas State and Appalachian State last night. It it was a really good game. It was a lot of turnovers, you know, it was a lot of back and forth. Um, but I tell you what, Appalachian State is looking really good on offense and they're clicking on defense. So that's that'll be a team to look out for later on down the line this season. Yeah, they they've kind of bounced back uh, in, in a good way. They they went up to Marshall and got thumped uh, early in the season and uh, just kind of seemed like they didn't have all their. Uh, ducks in a row, but it seems like they've they've kind of they've kind of got it together. I'm excited about this Iowa State Oklahoma State game, uh, which is weird to say because I don't typically get excited for Big Twelve football. But uh, Chuba Howard, um, I want to see kind of what he can do against a great defense. You know, uh, when you say Big Twelve and you say defense in the same sentence, people usually laugh at you. But Iowa State's kind of the anomaly in that <laughs> conference. They do actually play some good defense. Matt Campbell somehow is still there. Um, I don't know how he's not gotten hired away from a, uh, by a bigger program, but uh, nonetheless, he's done a great job for Iowa State. I have a friend that is a big Hawkeye fan. Uh, they're going through mm-hmm. some. Uh, they're going through some off the field controversy. Um, Man, they are struggling over there right now, and it's it's amazing to see these programs that 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 all this controversy all this controversy starting to come out now. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they they can they can get it right because I mean Iowa Iowa has always been you know, a great school, you know, a great football team, great physical. Um, they can beat you on any day. So ho- hopefully they, they get it right. But it's sad to see situations like that, yeah, they, especially in this great game of football. Mm-hmm. You know, They could use a good refresh there too. But um, maybe, maybe they just invite Matt Campbell across the state into the Big Ten. <laughs> I don't know. Matt Campbell seems more like a Big Ten coach to me anyway. Um, yes. Michigan, Minnesota, what do we think about these two teams, two teams that are um, – between Michigan, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, I think those are the only three teams, and I guess you could say Penn State, that can challenge Ohio State for the conference title this year. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think? Do you expect anything out of Michigan, Minnesota? Um, I think Minnesota's going to be going to uh, going to row the boat. You know, uh, my man Rashad Bateman's back. You know, he's from my hometown, Fifth County. Oh, yeah. um, he's back this year, rocking the rocking the number zero, and um, I think they they they've come together, and I and I think. Uh, Coach Fleck has done a great job of, of building that team and 
establishing a standard, and I, and I think they love it over there. So um, Michigan is still yet to show me anything, you know. Um, is Coach Harbaugh show, and you know we'll, we'll see what happens. I think I think Minnesota wins that game, um, yeah, but you know it's good. Their their energy is just so so amazing, and how they do things. So um, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think Minnesota and Penn State um, have the upper hand on how to how to uh, compete with Ohio State. So we'll we'll see how it goes. And then in the group of five, you got Cincinnati, SMU, SMU. Um, they didn't cover, but they did win against a, a very pesky Tulane team. Um, what do you think about this matchup? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to do some research on that one, but um, I, SMU's I just, only favored by two and a half, so it's it's. it's I know SMU is um, SMU is good. And then they'll go bad. They'll, they'll be really good, and then they'll be really bad in the game. So they're kind of up and down. So um, that that'll be a really good game to say the least. That's definitely a picking game. That's one. Who do you think? Who do you think is going to win? Who you think is going to cover? Exactly. I mean, I I, I think you know I, I think SMU. Um, I think they're a little bit more explosive offensively. Um, this is kind of one of those uh, explosive offenses versus a very tight, stingy defense, uh, you know, in Cincinnati. So I think Shane Bouchelle's got it rolling and I think he will, uh, he will, he will get it. He'll get it going. So. We shall see. We that's shall the great see. thing about, that's the great thing about football. Any given day, anybody can get beat. So. Yeah. Does Never Justin know. Fields have a legit shot at the, uh, at the Heisman? I know I it's kind of does, like Trevor uh, Lawrence or bust at this point. I think it's. Uh, I think once he gets, if the, once they start playing, you know that that's the downside. Trevor Lawrence has about four or five games under his belt, and he showed out in every last one of them. So mm-hmm. he definitely has the upper hand. But I think when Justin Fields comes back and they can actually get some games in, um, I, I think it, I think it's out of those two. And I mean, you can't forget Travis Etienne either. You know, so. Um, the Heisman is literally up for grabs, you know, especially now with this COVID thing hitting. And if the big, if the uh, Big Ten can't get all their games in, I think Trevor Lawrence is a lock. But if they can get their games in, and Justin Fields can have a great season this year, um, I think it's out of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. I, I do too. I think once once the Big Ten gets rolling, I think Justin Fields will insert himself because right now I think if if it were to end without the Big Big Ten playing. I think it would be Lawrence, Etienne, and then just draw a name out of hat after that. So um, exactly that that's kind of where I'm at with that. So um, that's good to know. And then uh, lastly, before we start, uh, before we um, move on, uh, little truly little brother Georgia Southern is on the road at Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina ranked for the first time ever four and zero, playing some great football. Uh, but so is Georgia Southern. They're you know they're lighting some things up. Uh, and uh, so that's going to be an interesting matchup. Coastal is five and a half point favorites. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? Do you like Georgia? Do you, is it a situation where you know you root for Georgia Southern since you're sitting down there in South Georgia? Do you root for the good story in Coastal Carolina and the brand of football that they're playing? Kind of where, where do you stand on this matchup? I'm I'm called I'm called in, in between. Uh, one of my one of my really good friends is a tight end coach over there at Coastal. Um, really great friend of mine. Uh, my family's are are so tight it's ridiculous and then on the other side of georgia southern um i got a couple of players that that are playing over there um so this is a toss-up i think i think it's going to be a great game um i saw a lot out of georgia southern when they played arkansas state that offense can get rolling so 
I think it's going to be a battle of defenses. Who can stop who? Um, I think who, whoever gets the ball last in this game is going to win the football game if it goes like I'm saying now. It could go south real fast for either team. But um, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a defensive. I think it's gonna be a defensive battle. Um, if any, if each team can live it, can eliminate the uh, big play, um, and just play solid defense, I think it's gonna come down to the last possession um, to see who wins that football game. So in your case, you're rooting for Georgia. You're rooting for your players to play at Georgia Southern. You're rooting for Southern to win, but you're rooting for Coastal Carolina's tight ends to uh, to go off. Is that accurate? Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, I always root for my for my Georgia boys. Um, so, but you know, the the, the Chanticleers are, are playing, or Chanticleers are playing really good football right now. I mean, they, they really are. They they have they have bought in um, to that system, and, and they're having fun too. Um, that, and that's the thing. Like I said last week with this game, if you're not having fun in this game, then it it'll, it'll eat you alive. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're, they're having fun. They're putting up points, and they're excited. Um, you know, so. Um, it'll be it'll be a great matchup to say the least. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna they, do they play tonight or do they play Saturday? They play. Let's see. I just scrolled off of it. They play. Where am I at? Uh, looks like they play Saturday at noon. Good. I I would definitely be if not watching that game. I'm definitely recording that one because that's gonna be that's gonna be a good game. I think I think the conference out of those two, um, as of right now. You know, just just yeah. after watching them two, those two teams play, um, and just how physical and how how physical they are on defense, and their style of offense is, has been so explosive. So it's going to be interesting to see that game at twelve o'clock. So I'm definitely be tuning in that one. Yeah, that probably might be the best game of that time slot. So uh, plenty of lines to choose from. Do your research, uh, of course, from game spreads and totals to team and player coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casino as well. That never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And if you want to join Bet Online and sponsor our show, feel free to uh, to reach out to us. You can find us on social media at Believe in Dogs on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find me at Coach Burton thirty six on Twitter, Burton Corey on Instagram. Israel, where can we find you? You can find me at Troopstar two eight on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I am a part time comedian as well, um, mm. so and and a little bit of a philosopher here and there, so. Um, very entertaining. So give 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 us a follow and uh, let's have some fun with this thing. So if there's a comedy club out there somewhere, uh, feel free to sponsor us. Uh, we're a Georgia. We're a national Georgia show. So comedy believe clubs. It. Believe uh, it, baby. <laughs> if you're if you're listening, uh, hit us up. Israel, go on. Uh, he'll he'll op- I'll open for him. No problem. All right. Um, so oh, that's yeah. uh, that's that. So let's get into it. Uh, big news. Uh, Kamari Lassiter. Uh, rivals 250 defensive back corner committed to Georgia last night. Um, that was a that was a uh, that was a big get. I think Georgia uh, is in need of some good playmaking cornerbacks. Uh, he is six foot, 185 pounds. Um, he is out of American Christian Academy in Tuscaloosa, so we pulled him out of Bama country. Uh, Four star kid. Uh, what 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 stands out to you about him? Size. I mean size. I mean, see, he's six foot two, one eighty five. He said. So, yeah. I mean, the just the size alone is what we need, you know, especially at corner, because um, we usually typically have undersized corners, but very physical corners at the same time, 
you know, and that's, and that's not a bad thing, but we need those big physical corners, you know, to, especially when we play the Alabamas of the world, um, to get up in their face and be physical with them long guys. So I'm, I'm very excited. I saw it last night. Um, kind of read about him this morning. So I'm looking forward to him being there. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard to pull people out of, out of Alabama, especially considering the Auburns and the Alabamas of the world. So to get him to commit to us and actually come um, to Georgia is great. Great, great job by that, by that coaching staff. Great job. So looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, he's somebody that also I think could help us in special teams as well in the return game. He's somebody that – uh, you know, that can when he comes in, he can take over for Kyrus Jackson. But, you know, the size really kind of stands out to me as well. He, uh, you know, he plays his good breaking speed uh, on the ball. He's He has a knack for, for finding the football. He has a knack for creating havoc. And, uh, you know, I think he also he looks to be willing to tackle, which, not you know, not a ton of corners uh, like to do. So uh, that's uh, – <laughs> That's some big news there. Um, that's that's something that uh, that you like to see. Uh, another, I mean, recruiting's been going well. I mean, we we talked about uh, we talked about Amarius Mims uh, committing, and uh, you know Brock Vandegrift. I think had a lot to do with that. So that's going to be uh, you know that's going to be another big get it on the offensive line. That's somebody that I think could be a four year starter, kind of like uh, kind of like Andrew Thomas was. Most definitely. And, you know, when when you add those those big bodies up there with the Trey Hills and, you know, Ben Cleveland's leaving um, after this year. So um, when you, once you start adding those pieces, you know, you, you don't skip a beat. You know, that's the part about O-line. You can't skip a beat. You know, you get those guys in, all of them work at, at various positions and stuff. So that way, you know, they, they build that, that relationship with, with one another, uh, that cohesiveness up front. So, um, you know, it's it's not it's not rebuilding. You know, it's more sort of a replacing. All right, this guy graduated or he left one's NFL. All right, we replace him with with another guy that can get the job done. So, I think I think that's the big key. I think uh, Coach Smart and that coaching staff is doing a great job of replacing guys. You know, especially when they leave. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see um, next year. Um, so, as long, as long as we keep doing what we're doing, you know, keep winning ball games, people people are going to want to come to Georgia. And, and that's the thing. So um, I'm here for it. And and in the due time, you know, th- this thing's gonna get rolling in the right direction. Not not that it's not right now, but we're gonna we're gonna finally reach that mountaintop um, sooner rather than later. Absolutely. And uh, and, and it, you know, these big recruits are gonna you know gonna pay huge dividends. Some others to to look out for: Xavier Sori, who's a four-star athlete from IMG. I think I got his name right. Uh, four-star running back Amari Daniels from Miami Central. You know, getting kids from uh, Miami is always a always a good recruiting strategy. Um, they, they tend to produce some good football players. I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you realize that, but uh, uh, Smale Munden from Paulding County. Uh, he's a uh, four-star outside linebacker, a big position of need. Somebody who uh, once we at, at one point we thought he was a lock and was going to commit by the end of the spring. But COVID happened, and he's had some time to reconsider. I think Tennessee and Auburn are in the are in the mix big time for Smell Munden, and then defensive end Tyrion Ingram Dawkins from Gaffney, South Carolina. Those are some uh, ones to look out for uh, here in the uh, in the next few weeks. So we could, you know, we have a legitimate shot at all of those guys, but you know, some you know some of those might might fall off. So uh, be on the lookout yeah. for that. Any of those any of those stand out? Any of those have more importance or? Or they all just you want them all in the boat. I mean, I want them all in the 
boat, you know, the, the more the merrier, you know, the, the more true. people you have in a situation like that, the more competition you have and the better you get at practice. Um, and in games, you know, you, you build that competition to where those guys want to play. They don't want to sit on the bench, so they're, they're going to give you all they got. Um, so um, you bring in these four, four star, five star guys, three stars, two stars, one star, you know, and, and they make their way up that, that depth chart and you just see what they got. So, um, you know, recruit, recruitment is kind of finicky, you know, with the day and age of social media. You know, you got fans that can tweet and talk to the guys and all that good stuff. So it's a lot different than when you and I were coming up. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out, especially in the COVID era. You know, 20, 2020 and 2021 class has kind of got the shaft with this COVID deal. And, and I, I hate it for, for those guys, especially my seniors this year, because they can't go on business and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just, we, I just hope that they get their chance and they make the right decision where they want to go to school. Cause it's all about the kid. You know, we, we, we're a little bit selfish because we want them to come to Georgia, of course, but I'm more interested in where the kid wants to go and where he's going to be happy at too. So, you know, that, that's how I look at it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it is, uh, it's going to be interesting, uh, to see kind of how that shakes out with, with no official visit. So, uh, stay tuned in that, uh, recruiting front. Speaking of, uh, freshman or incoming freshman uh kendall milton has really endeared himself to this coaching staff he's in line for more uh for more playing time uh averaging 6.4 yards per rush um he's averaging 4.3 of those yards after contact so uh somebody who's really kind of um you know making his way and, and making his way up the depth chart as you said doesn't matter how you get there doesn't matter when you get here uh, you perform, you play, and and that's that's something that Kendall Milton has taken to heart, and uh, he might just be right there um, underneath Zamir White, who scored five touchdowns in four games, and uh, seems to have better uh, better explosiveness, better vision, things like that than uh, than Zamir White, and he'll be a good uh, addition to that. And then James Cook, as he gets more healthy, will be more explosive too. So the state of the running backs has kind of changed and kind of different than than what I uh, what I expected. Uh, but again, there's some great competition uh, within that room. There's four guys there that I think could legitimately uh, be the starter and wouldn't have any issues with that. Most definitely. I love the way Coach is playing them. He's playing each each running back to their strength, mm-hmm. you know. So and, that, and that's the thing. As a coach, you got to know your players. You got to know what they can do and all that good stuff. And I, and I think uh, Coach is doing a great job of, of rolling those guys and keeping them fresh and, you know, each one of them get, getting their totes. And that's great. And, and James Cook, I mean, watching him last week, that, that's the James Cook we've been waiting for. Yes. Um, spread him out wide, you know, put him at slot, put him at running back. You know, they have to account for him. And I think, you know, they keep doing that and keep spreading the wealth. I think we're, we're going to be real good. And I think after this week, this off week, and they've been practicing, I, I think you're going to see some little different, you know, stuff going on and how to use the guys and stuff like that offensively. So I think we're going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be, you know, running the ball is getting better and better uh, each and every, uh, each and every week, each and every game. You know, you're starting to see the offensive line gelling a little bit. Things are starting to kind of calm down. So uh, that's that's always good. Uh, that's always good to know. Um, thinking about the quarterback situation, uh, you know, with with Stetson Bennett and things like that, um, and uh, JT Daniels. There's you know, there, there's been some quite some competition going on in practice, but. You know, I think it's going to be uh, something where, you know, you're just trying to look at um, when Daniels gets not only medically cleared but football cleared. Uh, you know, how how is that going to go? How is Stetson Bennett going to learn? You know, how do we how does he digest what he's done? 
Um, haven't heard much on that front, but you know, you have to think that you know, with with some time between the Bama game and now, I, I rewatched some of it, and you know, there, there's some there's some plays that he left out there that I think if he does some good film study, that he will be just fine. Uh, I think I think there's probably four plays at least that he could have avoided the batted ball altogether if he just get the ball out to the flat to the running back or to the to the tight end on the check down. So, um, a lot of things to improve on. So hopefully that you know, hopefully that happens as well. Most definitely, and I actually went back and watched the game. I actually stole two plays from that game, one from Alabama and one from Georgia that they ran um, to put in my package this week. And, you know, uh, Stetson Bennett, he's just trying to – I think he just tried to do a little bit too much in that game, tried to force the ball a little bit, and, you know, he takes those underneath passes. You know, you throw it 40 yards or you dump it off five and he runs 40 yards, it's all the same. You know, so, um, you know, he'll – He's a smart kid, you know. He's gonna go in. I bet. I bet he was on the on the plane or on the bus watching film, you know. And that's just the kind of guy he is. And you know, he, he'll bounce back great from that. And when JT Daniel uh, gets cleared, like football cleared, he's medically cleared. But once he gets football cleared, um, I think he's gonna be a great contributor as well. So um, I think I still think it's Stetson Bennett's job to lose. And I think those uh, uh, between him and Matt, between JT Daniels and Mathis, um, I think they they need to continue to compete. Um, Carson Beck too, you know, compete, 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 compete. You never know when your day is gonna come. So as long as you're competing, those those coaches have confidence in you and everything that you do, um, and everything will be fine. Everything will work itself out. So just compete, competition. That's one thing I love about Kirby Smart. Um, I went to one of their practices uh, a couple years ago, and that's all he was talking about: competing, competing, competing. Show your coaches you can be trusted. Show them you know what to do, and everything will work out um, on its own. So. Um, I bet this off week that's what they were doing, and I'm looking forward to next week against Kentucky. Exactly, and I, I think Kentucky is a team that that um, is on the rise, and they're a team that that needs to, you know, you're going to have to play, you're going to have to play polished football um, if you're going to beat Kentucky. So uh, that'll be something that we preview in depth with next week. We're going to go on uh, the Believe in Kentucky podcast with uh, Vinny Hardy and Tony Delk. Do you remember Tony Delk? Uh, that name sounds familiar. He was a point guard for Rick Pitino on the '96, yes, uh, yes, the '96 yes, yes. national championship team. Yeah, I knew that name. I was like, I know that name from somewhere. They uh, they wore those just disgusting denim uniforms, you know. Uh, gag. Yeah, no, I won't. We won't hold that against him. Though. Won't have no, that against him. Though. No, we won't. Uh, and that, that's going to be one of the first questions I ask him. I'll be like, "Hey, Tony, what was it? You know, what was it like when, when they unveiled those those bad boys?" So who picked those out is what I want to know. Who did this to y'all? Yeah, some marketing guy just came in probably and was like, "Man, these uniforms look so awesome! Well, I'm so excited!" <laughs> and no, um, you get them, you're like, "What? What? What is this?" Yeah, and un- unfortunately, uh, our our marketing guy, um, yes, we have one at our school s- somehow. Um, our, our marketing guy kind of, uh, you know. Kind of feel bad for him on this because he got all excited about some of the, these like alternate uniforms. Uh, because uh-huh. what happened like back in 1980, there was a uh, there was a there was another high school. There was actually a high school in the community that I live in, uh, Bellevue mm-hmm. High School, and they were uh, Bellevue High School is now Bellevue Middle School. Um, okay, you know Bellevue Middle School is now in Bellevue High School's old building. Um, so when Bellevue High School shut down. All those kids got zoned to Hillwood. So Bellevue, they were the Owls, and they were navy blue and gray. 
And so what what uh, what our guy did was he he said, okay, well, um, you know, with the with the we have a new school um, in the works. We're we're moving campuses, uh, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the school is going to actually be in Bellevue. Uh, it's going to be out on the outer skirts. It's going to be like right on the edge of of our county, um, and and so they still haven't named it. They still haven't given it colors. They still haven't given it a mascot or anything. Um, they've they've still not even really gotten past the uh, groundbreaking and uh, grading of the uh, of the of the property. So uh, I don't know when the school will actually be built. But in an in an effort to uh, reinvigorate the Bellevue alumni, he wanted to. He wanted to bring these alternate uniforms in uh, to to kind of reinvigorate them and have like a Bellevue homecoming, which mm-hmm. you know I, I like the idea. I, I see the effort and I, I see where he's going with that. But you know he he ordered these navy blue uniforms and people just they just didn't like. We're them. not happy. They just were not. Yeah, happy. they were not happy. And they're not bad looking uniforms. I think, um, but they just weren't. I don't know. It, it was weird because it. And, and I think it's because they were nondescript. I think it's because, you know, people are asking, well, we're Hillwood. Why are we, you know, why are we have these blue uniforms? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think just the, just some of those factors that people just couldn't get around. But the uniforms actually look, look pretty nice. Uh, we wore the blue pants with the white jersey la- uh, last week. So, and that, okay. was a, that was a nice little sharp look. So um, I, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, you have some, you know, overeager marketing guy who, uh, you know, going back to my original point, I don't even know where my original point was, but at Kentucky, I guess uh, they they had some guy that uh, that had those jerseys. So, um, but uh, yeah, just wanted to kind of update a, a few things with uh, with Georgia. I guess bye week uh, right now, not much big news happening. I, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. Um, but uh, some big news in recruiting that we uh, that we had to cover. You want to make some game picks for for the conference? Most definitely. The one thing that that was pointed out that, I, that I've kind of been reading about is nobody's gotten in trouble during the off week. So that is a definite plus. That is, very you know, no, plus. normally during off weeks, you know, I think I think COVID's kind of shut that aspect of life down uh, for the most part. But nobody's in trouble. You hadn't really had any injuries. Knock on wood. That that's been reported. So um, I think I think that's that's most important. When, when you live an off week and everybody's healthy and everybody's ready to go, I think that's that's way important. Because um, that means you got better, you had all you guys there, and there, there was no distractions. You know, of course there'll be distraction because all right, you just played Alabama, everybody's talking out the quarterback yeah. position, blah blah blah. But yeah. you know, when you're able to just go to work and 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 get better, get back to fundamentals, you know, get get back to competing every day at practice like you have been all year. And I think that's that's most important. And I think George has done that this this week, and I'm looking forward to next week for sure. Absolutely, um, absolutely, and so. Um, that's just something, you know, when, when, when you were there, um, I know sometimes they, you know, I, I know Georgia was, was ebbing and flowing with people getting arrested at different times. I know there was one at one point there was like, uh, it, it was getting a bit, bit ridiculous. Like what, what, what are, you know, what happens in the locker room, you know, when, when somebody, when somebody gets arrested, uh, and they, and they come back that, you know, the next day or whenever, whenever they come back. Uh, what 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 do the other guys say to him? Uh, it's it's just more so like you just, like what happened, you know, because um, we're we're a brotherhood, you know, we're, we're usually around each other more um, than anybody else. So, um, you know, it's usually just like what happened, you know. Let let's try not to let that happen again. Um, and try and just try to help each other out. Um, 
So there, there wasn't any finger pointing or anything like that. Um, it's more so, all right, you, you're my brother, so let, let's, let's not let this happen again and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we're, we're, they're, they're kids. You know, we, we were there. We, we were kids, and I've made my, my fair share of mistakes through there too. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's part of growing up, and you, and you learn from it, and, and you keep it moving. So, um, you know, you can't, you can't judge anybody. Because um, everybody's been a kid once, everybody's done something stupid. It just depends on if you got caught or not. And sometimes we, we as, as players, you know, we get caught. And, you know, unfortunate for us is that we're, we're on a large spectrum. Everybody finds out, yeah. you know. So, um, and it's amazing to me that no other school other than Georgia has news come out when people get in trouble. Like, it's like, boom, somebody gets in trouble, it's, it's automatic news. You know, and that's and that's guys doing their job, you know, but you know, some stuff, you know, just don't let's not report that. How about that? Yeah, exactly. And some some things that get out like emerging from an alley, like, like yeah. you can get arrested <laughs> yeah. for that. Like where where did that come from? I was just walking geez. home. I know. It's like, God <laughs> almighty, like some kid on a like they, they I think they wait for for because uh, scooters are a big thing. Uh they wait for yeah, I guess scooter, they wait for players are like, Oh, he's on a scooter. Let's get him. That and being downtown and God. stuff like that. You it's know, so and, easy and to get get caught up downtown. I've seen so Most many definitely. so many things downtown that just you're just like, What? Uh, and, not a, and not a knock on the police by any means, you know, because no. there are some great ones that, that are in Athens, uh, Clark County, um, yeah. and with the campus police and everything, but you do have some that just seek out football players. You know, if you sneeze wrong, you know, mm-hmm. they they want to come and question you and stuff like that too. So just you know, just, just staying out of trouble is the main key, especially during this time of COVID, too. You know, you don't want to be around a lot of people. Um, you don't want to get caught out in the crowd and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm just glad to see that, you know, everybody's healthy, everybody's staying out of trouble and stuff like that so we can move forward to reach that goal of, one, making to that seed championship and beating Alabama and playing for a national championship again um, this year. Yeah, absolutely. And there's always, you know, there's always – there's always – good apples, bad apples in anything you do. And anybody that wields power, there's always people that can handle it and do it well. And there's always people that, that abuse it and and try to use it to their advantage. So, you know, you just got to take the good with the bad, uh, unfortunately. And, um, a lot of the, a lot of the bad ones are, are, uh, glaringly, uh, in the news right now. So, um, that's, that's rather unfortunate, at least for the, for the good ones. They, they're kind of getting, they're kind of getting, uh, clogged in with that, with that mess. So, um, it's not an e- it's not an easy gig. I, I I promise you. I'm not I'm not a police officer, but I can tell you, uh, just by you know, if you spend time in downtown Athens, you you know how difficult it can be, even in that even in that regard, when you're dealing with that many drunk people. So, um, I don't envy that job, uh, and I'm glad I don't have <laughs> that job. Although I think being a teacher, you're part time security, part time therapist, uh, part time <laughs> educator, part time parent, part time chef. Uh, part-time artist, part-time bank loaner, bank loaner, part-time uh, taxi taxi driver, part-time. What else? We were we were many many hats. I tell yes. my players all the time. I see y'all more than I do my own two kids at home. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, so let's pick some games. Um, but glad Georgia got through um, minor bumps and bruises that I guess some guys are getting over. But um, you know, bounce back, have a great back half of the season, take care of business against Kentucky. 
we'll preview that next week. And then uh, stop the two Kyles. I think, you know, I've always said that this Alabama game is preparing us for that. So uh, that'll be good. And then, you know, find a way to get past South Carolina, find a way to slow down Missouri. Um, hope that Mississippi State doesn't get their stuff together and then um, be the be the second to last game on Derek Mason's farewell tour. So uh, that's, that's how it. we're going to kind of uh, round out the season. And uh, so that'll be uh, – That'll be fun, but uh, you know we got uh, we got a it's a very light conference schedule uh, this week. You got Auburn uh, traveling to Oxford to take on Ole Miss. Auburn somehow is still favored uh, by three points. Uh, Israel, how do you see this? Man, I don't know. Um, I, I love the fact that Ole Miss is going back to the to the Navy in the red. Um, I think I think that's a leg up on them. Um, but um, after after their showing last week. Um, Ole Miss scares me a little bit. Um, uh, so, we'll, I, I think uh, – and then all, I, don't, I, I just can't pick Auburn just because they're such dismay on offense. Um, I think that with the tempo that Lane Kiffin runs and um, if DJ Durkin can, can get that defense rolling, um, I think Ole Miss is going to pull this one out. Yeah, I, I mean, really I, do. I, I, think, I think that offense bounces back, you know, it. And like I say, you know, any given game, you know, it can be your game, whether you're whether you're going to win it, where you're going to lose it, whether you get your eyes beat in or you beat somebody else's eyes in. So I think Ole Miss is going to bounce back this week. And I think they'll win this game. Um, the question is, is what they're going to do with Bo Nix and the, the dismay between, you know, him and uh, Chad Morris and uh, Williams and Gus Bowser. How's that offense like come together? Because the defense is fine. They're just on the field so much. Yeah. I think that's that finally wore into them against South Carolina. They were just on the field so much. You know, you just can't do that to to your defense. Happened to us against Alabama too. So um mm-hmm. how 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 can they write the ship on offense is gonna be the main key. And I think that old miss is gonna bounce back this week. You know, Lane Kip is gonna make his adjustments. I think they were still hung over from the Alabama game um last week. Um they got they got they were in for a rude awakening um against Arkansas last week. So I think they bounced back and ended up winning this game against Auburn. Yeah, they, uh, you know, of all the great things you can say about a tempo offense, um, it, it is a very boom or bust type situation because um, when you boom, you boom. There's there's mm-hmm. rarely ever I- any in between. When when you're on, you're on, and you're probably uh, to the tune of, you know, 40-plus against whoever. But when you're off, it's ugly. Like seven turnovers, <laughs> like somehow struggled – to score twenty one, um, and that was mostly because Arkansas tried to give them, give them back and spot them some some uh, some points, and uh, so it's a very boomer bust type situation for Ole Miss. I still think their arrow was pointing up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I still think it was more of a, you know, they were kind of in bust mode. They couldn't quite get anything going, and then Barry Odom what didn't let them figure it out. Uh, which yes. you know, any great defensive coordinator, if you have, if you have a great explosive offense like Ole Miss has, and you have them down on the mat, you have to not let them up. Keep your foot on them. And you exactly. Have to keep your foot on them. And so I think um, one of those things that you that you do is you just keep bringing pressure. You keep hitting the quarterbacks. You keep disrupting throwing lanes, things like that, which they did masterfully. Now with Auburn, I I think defensively they can hang, but if Bo Nix and the offense don't figure anything out, and they leave them out to dry, you know they're gonna you know 
it's going to be a long day for Auburn. So, uh, you know, I think even though it's a three-point spread, I think Ole Miss is either going to cover it or they're going to win outright. So, because I think if Auburn gets rolling on offense, this game could turn into a shootout and it could be a three-point game either way. Um, I think Ole Miss right now, just given uh, where their team is at, I think mentally Ole Miss could probably handle a shootout more. Uh, because I think if things start to go go south for Auburn and Bo Nix and Seth Williams, and they continue to struggle, I think you're going to see a full on mutiny. I, I, I think you're I think you're a banana peel away from a full on mutiny on on Gus Malzahn, and you know it, exactly. it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if they you know if things got so bad against Ole Miss that they just said they just left them in Oxford and said okay, um, we'll, I mean, we'll let Kevin Steele finish out the season. Because you see, you know Tennessee just fired their co-defensive coordinator in the middle of the game yeah, that um, a, by that reports. You know, I don't know if that's true or not, but at the same time, I mean, it's happening. Um, yeah. Coach Anderson over at Arkansas State, you know, fired his defensive coordinator after the Georgia Southern game. So, I mean, it, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and these administrations aren't scared to pull, to pull the plug on anybody. So, if Auburn doesn't come out with a good showing this week, uh, whether they win or lose, if they just don't come out with a good showing, I think this is the end for Gus Malzahn. Yeah, and it should be. And a lot of Auburn fans, I think, are are uh, they're 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 either off the Gus bus or uh, they are they're making their way to the exit. So, and they're yeah. you know, and that they they could take or leave Bo Nix. So I'm uh, point is I'm taking Ole Miss again. I I hope it's not a mistake, uh, but I'm, I'm taking Ole Miss here. Uh, the next game is uh, Alabama Tennessee. Alabama's twenty one point favorites. That's a huge spread and a bitter rivalry, but. I, you know, until they don't cover a spread, I'm going to pick Bama. Their offense is, you know, we saw how explosive it can be. We saw how quickly they can score. We saw how quickly they can turn uh, turn the momentum of the game. And it's impressive. So I think with Tennessee's struggles at the quarterback position, uh, the fact that they still don't have a ton of depth, their defense plays great. Uh, at times, but I just don't think they they can sustain a, a full game right now, especially against a team that doesn't really pass all that well, a team that's mostly a running team, uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, they gave up a lot through the air against Kentucky, um, but they also gave up a lot on the ground as well. Uh, I think just Tennessee is due for butt kicking here. I think that you know the. The, the gas is running out for them. I think fans are growing restless with Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, things are things are not brewing right now down there in Knoxville. Yeah. It, it's not, and not to you know Jeremy Pruitt's doing a great. I mean, they're doing a great job of trying to get kids in, and, and his recruiting is going well. Um, but I, I don't think they have the manpower to match up against Alabama at all, um, especially offensively. Uh, Alabama's defense shut us down the whole second ha- second half. You know, and I, and I consider us a really good offense, and they, they just completely just shut us down in the second half. So, um, Tennessee doesn't have anybody that can stretch the field. Um, and if they can control the line of scrimmage, Alabama, then Tennessee's not going to be able to run the ball, and their defense is going to be on the field a lot. Um, their defense is – I think their defense is pretty good, um, but they, they can't do anything with those horses outside. <laughs> Even no. Both tight ends, too, for that matter. You know, not only do you have to defend – uh, Mechie and Waddle um, and uh, what's the other one? Um, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. Not only do you have to get those three, but they have a real two really good tight ends as well. And then you have to stop the run, and then you have to stop uh, uh, the quarterback, uh, Matt Jones. Yeah, they, they have to stop him. 
He can you know, run he can still bit. run it, and he can throw it. So you know, I think they're out, man. And I think they, I think they are going to take a whooping this week. I think Alabama covers. If if not, then they're going to cover a lot more. So it's either they're going to cover or they're going to cover by a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Either way, that twenty-one point spread uh, doesn't really scare me a whole lot. Uh, Kentucky uh, traveling to Columbia to take on the Tigers of Missouri. Uh, Kentucky. This this is an interesting game because these two teams, uh, Missouri, we still, I mean, they beat LSU, yes, but we still don't really know what they have uh, in the tank. And and Kentucky was a team that came out, we knew what they had in the tank. They struggled with what they didn't have in the tank, and that cost them in, in, in a lot of matchups. This matchup will it cost them? I don't know. Uh, Missouri's can be pretty explosive at times on offense. That concerns me for uh, for Kentucky. I I have selected Kentucky. Uh, just because of the uh, their ability to control the line of scrimmage, their ability to control the clock. Uh, if they can do that out of the gates, then I think they'll be in good shape if they can stay in front of all of that. But if they get into a shootout-type type game with Missouri, that ain't going to go well for them. And Missouri, Missouri might end up pulling away with that. But uh, I, I think a, a team that's well-coached, experienced coach uh, versus Missouri's brand-new staff, they're still trying to get to know each other. Kentucky already knows each other. Uh, they already, you know, they already have experience playing in this conference. They've played a quite a gauntlet of a schedule uh, so far. Uh, they've played some, some. They've played in some surprisingly tough games. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't think Ole Miss was going to be uh, quite the game it was for uh, for Kentucky. So, um, I, I think they cover. It's a five and a half point spread. I think they win by a touchdown. Um, they they uh, they score late to. I think it's like a probably a three point game, and then they score late and they they push it. Uh, they push they push the lead out so that um, it becomes a cover. Uh, so I, I like Kentucky just just based on solely based on experience. I think so too. I think uh, Missouri showed me a lot. You know, last couple of weeks. You know, that game against uh, LSU uh, showed me that, that they can be explosive. I think if Missouri can stay balanced against Kentucky, um, I think Missouri pulls away and wins this game because with Kentucky, you take away the run, um, then they're they're pretty much dead. They they hit. Tennessee on a couple of um, little RPO type deals. That's simply because the defense on the field so much and they retire. So you know that you get your eyes, your eyes play tricks on you, and you know you give up a big play. Um, if Missouri can stay balanced against Kentucky, um, like they have been doing, and take away the run, and I think Missouri has a great chance of winning this football game. If not, then I think it's going to be a long night for Missouri because um, Kentucky's pretty good. Um, that defense made. Tennessee get out of what they want to do. Tennessee want to stay balanced themselves and end up having to throw the ball. And once you put the ball in the quarterback's hands, either one of those guys, then it was all downhill from there. So they made they made them start throwing, having to throw the ball. Um, so I think if Missouri can stay balanced, um, I'm just going by what I saw against LSU. If they can stay balanced and put up some points, I think Missouri has a great chance to win this football game. So you're you're taking Kentucky. Or you're going to take Missouri. I think I'm going to take Missouri in this one. I, th- okay. I think I am. Um, okay. just, just from, you know, Kentucky played Tennessee last week. And, I mean, mm-hmm. we also we all saw how that went. Um, yeah. they, they are very opportunistic defense as well. So, no turnovers by Missouri. They can stay balanced. I think Missouri ends up winning this football game. If Missouri if Missouri wins this one, uh, they will have shown me a lot. So, uh, they're yes. from the show me state, so I'm, I'm going to make them show me I'm picking Kentucky. <laughs> and judging by my picks and judging by my record, um, it's probably not much of a stretch. So um, the last conference game, uh, it's a night game at LSU, which I think is good for six and a half 
or six points uh, in the spread. Uh, LSU is going to be without Miles Brennan. They're going to they're going to roll with the the pair of freshmen that they signed, AJ Finley and Max Johnson. Max Johnson, of course, an Oconee, Oconee County product, uh, Warrior, mm-hmm. um, son of Brad Johnson. So, son of former NFL quarterback Brad Johnson, who's uh, also brother-in-laws with Coach Rick. So, I was um, about to say his nephew. <laughs> yeah, his nephew. So, a lot of uh, a lot of ties into this game. Uh, again, they're going to go with the two quarterback system, kind of see who who can do what. Uh, but South Carolina's coming in. Uh, they've improved every single week. Uh, they're they're two and two now. Uh, great win over Auburn uh, last week, and of course uh, the uh, the get right game that they played against Vandy two weeks ago was kind of the game that I guess got the ship pointed in the right direction because South Carolina was a team that didn't have much figured out in the, in the first two weeks, uh, kind of beat themselves a little bit. Um, they, they've got some talent, some unknown talent, but they do have some talent. Kevin Harris is a great running back. Um, he's somebody that's making an impact, 81 carries on the season, 400 yards and six scores. Uh, you have Shai Smith, who that was probably the only person we knew coming into the season as you preview South Carolina. So that's somebody that has made a huge impact. He's caught Randy Moss's eye for sure. Uh, he was on the NFL. Yeah. He was on the You Got Moss segment, uh, Moss and an <laughs> Auburn defender. So uh, that's good to see. So Coach Bobo's got him rolling over there. That's, I mean – to you and I, that's not much of a shock, but to the rest of the country and at least the rest of the Southeast, that might be a little bit more shock. Not not that he has them rolling, but how quickly he has them rolling. Um, but again, that's not a shock to neither me nor you because um, you played for him, and you know I I, I worked with him as a uh, as a recruiting assistant. So uh, we I, I know kind of how intense he is. I know I know how much he pours into it, and I know how smart he is with with all that. So uh, Colin Hill, he's got it rolling. Um, he actually he hasn't been called upon to make you know to carry the team, which is good, which is what you want. You know, you want to lean on Kevin Harris. You want to be able to be uh, balanced and and be able to rely on different people at different times. And and that's kind of what South Carolina has done. That's kind of how they've gone on this two game win streak. So um, it's a six point spread. They're six point underdogs. I'm going to take South Carolina because anytime you start two freshmen in this league, it's always a toss up. And if you're going with two st- two st- uh, freshmen, uh, you don't even have one uh, nailed down. That's always concerning as well. No matter how talented you are, if you, if you have two freshman quarterback, you really have none. So uh, I, I think it's going to be a rough go for LSU. I think those two, uh, whichever one comes out of the pile as, as the better quarterback, I think will be in the long run. I think will be great. I think Max Johnson will be a great quarterback in the long run. I just don't think this week he's going to be all that good. I think South Carolina is going to have a lot to do with that. They, they're they pesky on defense. They've always been pesky on defense since Muschamp has taken over. Uh, they just hadn't had that offensive piece. So um, I'm taking the I'm taking the Gamecocks on the road Saturday night at Tiger Stadium. Um, it's not your typical Saturday night at Tiger Stadium because you're not going to have 100,000 in there. So uh, <laughs> you're not going to have 100,000 screaming Cajuns. So I, I'm taking South Carolina. I think they can win this game outright. Uh, because I think they will, I think they will haunt, and I think they will disrupt. And I think they will make life miserable for these two freshman quarterbacks for LSU. I I completely agree. I think their defense is speaking right at the right time. Um, Coach Robinson and Coach uh, Muschamp are doing a great job on the defense side of football. 
And like you said, I think experience is going to win this football game when you're starting two freshmen um, who hadn't really had the experience in a, in a night game um, at LSU. Where even though you're the home team, you know that that's still that, that's still big time. You know, and even though you're not going to have a hundred thousand people in there, you know it's still LSU at night. You know, so it's it's going to come down to can they ha- can they handle it? Um, and I think I think um, South Carolina's peaking at the right time, offensively and defensively. And they come in with an experienced quarterback in Colin Hill. And Shai Smith is going to be Shai Smith. He's, he's going to make plays. Um, so they're going to run the football. They're going to stay balanced. And Coach Bobo has done a great job with them. So I think Sacramento is going to win this game outright. Um, and if not, I think it's, it's going to be it's going, it's going to be close. It's going to be really close if they if they do lose this game. But I think I think they're going to win it outright. Um, just by watching them last week um, against Auburn, that that defense. I mean it. It's getting better and better each week, which which is which is kind of scary to me, especially when we we play them later on in the season um, this year. So I think South Carolina wins it outright. Um, I think LSU has got to figure some things out. Um, I, I, just from watching LSU, I don't think everybody defensively is on board. You know that that defense. You know they did lose a lot of people on defense, but I, I think that they're 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 kind of in the business for themselves right now. They don't um, believe in Pelini, the- which. Yeah, you can, you can see the frustration on Pelini's face. And um, so, you know, it, it, it just comes down to execution. I think um, South Carolina is going to execute a lot more than LSU. Um, I don't think they'll be distracted uh, by the night game or anything that goes on there. So I think South Carolina wins this game outright. All right. So uh, I guess we feel uh, this similar ways about South Carolina. So um, that's going to do it for us. Uh, on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast, um, it's been a great show. Been uh, you know, been an interesting show. Uh, got a chance to update you guys on recruiting, which is uh, something you we, you know during the uh, grind of the season. I guess we don't get a chance to do because we're busy breaking down offense, defense, special teams, all that stuff. So, um, one last thing: uh, the midseason grade uh, for the Dogs. I would still give them uh, if they beat Alabama, A plus all the way. Uh, but since they lost, I'm going to give them an A minus. Uh, I still think they're in the A category because they uh, they have found the running game. They have they have gelled uh, defensively. They they made Alabama earn uh, everything that they got. I think um, you know you're always going to have mistakes. You're always going to have some penalties and some egregious things that happen. But I think for the most part, if you look at this defense, they have made they made Alabama earn everything. Uh, which is which is difficult. I mean, even on, even on turnovers, they they Alabama still had to drive uh, and and uh, and score. I think there's only two two big shots, um, but otherwise they had to drive down and uh, and earn it. They've been stingy otherwise uh, against the run. Um, offensively, I think uh, I'm pleased with the emergence of Kyrus Jackson, and I'm pleased with uh, what Jermaine Burton has done so far. Uh, just needs to be a little bit more consistent. Uh, with with catching the ball, especially uh, making contested catches. So um, I think if he improves in that area, I think if the tight ends get more involved, I think you're going to see a, a much improved Georgia team, which I think guys are starting to get comfortable for Todd Monken. You've seen an offense that's incrementally gotten a little bit better each week under Coach Monken, and that shows you that they believe in the system. They just – they're still learning on offense. Yeah. And so I think it's – I agree with you, man. It, it, after watching them last week, I think Todd Munkin was the key. Um, and we talked about it before the season started. Spread the wealth. You know, spread those guys out. Let your receivers go to work. 
Um, I, I, I do think, like you said, I think we need to use our tight ends a little bit more. I mean, you got an almost seven-footer out there at tight end. You got and, LeBron uh, James out there. Yeah, I think, I think we need to give him the ball a little bit more, um, not just as a run-blocking situation, you know, and stuff like that. So um, I think the receivers need to um, – we, we need we need uh, Pickens to pick it up. You know, yeah. I, I think he, he started two against Alabama, which is great. Um, you, you can tell his, his attitude is, is better, you know, for the blocking was better. You know, little little things was a lot better with him last week, so I think he's starting to figure it out. Um, so we, we need one more receiver to emerge, whether that's a tight end, whether that's putting James Cook out there in the slot. Um, and stuff like that, and using all those weapons that we have. Um, so um, I'm interested to see and and is what has Landers been doing. I think that kid needs to play. Um, I, I think he he needs to pick it up. You know, and I think he can help us. I mean, he's what six six two six three. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's he, a big he can, he can he, he he's a big kid. You know, and I think he needs to pick it up so he can get get in the mix. And once all those guys start gelling together, and, and Stetson or Mathis or or Daniels, you know, whoever, whoever the star is going to be starts trusting every last one of those guys and not just, you know, Curious Jackson right now is the guy, you know, Trey Burton, I mean, uh, uh, Jermaine Burton starting to starting to emerge. Um, so I think once everybody starts clicking on offense, I think we're going to be really good in defense. Defensively, I think we just need to, you know, get back to drum board, board you know, see see how we can improve, you know, after last week. And I, and I think they have. Um, this week, you know, especially with this off week, you know, you kind of get back, like I say, the fundamentals during off weeks, um, you know, teaching linemen assignments and stuff like that, working on drills to, you know, better help yourself against situations like we had against Alabama. So um, I'm not really worried about our defense per se. Um, it's just, you know, just making sure that, that they're, the, they're the dominant force when we play good teams. Um, I'm not saying that every team that we play is not good, but I mean, to be Alabama, you got to be almost perfect. You know, and say, and we meet them again. Say we beat them, you got to be a hundred percent perfect against a Clemson or an Ohio State if we end up playing them for national championship. So, um, I think we're, I think we're fine. I, I, I love what I'm seeing. Um, you know, it's always disappointing after a loss, and it's especially after beating them. The times we've played Alabama, we've been beating them at halftime, and they've just come out in the second half and just railroaded us for some reason. So, um, I just think we got, we, we just got to. How, how do you beat the Giants? Is is it you know what 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 is their kryptonite? And um, I think they're, they'll figure it out. And I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Absolutely, I mean that's a great great midseason grade there. So uh, that's going to do it for us uh, here on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. Again, uh, you can find us at Believe in Dogs on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Troopstar28, Instagram and Twitter at Coach Burton36, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Instagram is Burton.Corey. So uh, you can find us. Give us some feedback, rate, review, uh, subscribe, wherever you find your podcast. want to thank our sponsor, betonline.ag. Uh, and uh, go on there and uh, take some action. Uh, take Israel's pick uh, for Missouri. That might be a, that <laughs> might be a good one. Uh, so uh, for that, uh, go Valiants. Go get you, go get you a dub tonight. Uh, go toppers. I'll I'll try to I'll try to reciprocate and get a dub for us tonight as well. And uh, for that that being said, have a great weekend. Enjoy your college football. Uh, enjoy the small SEC schedule, but enjoy some other conferences as well. Big Ten kicks off. So uh, for Israel, I'm Corey Burton. Thank you. Have a great weekend. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs. You guys be safe out there. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes 
ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.